0: Just before we get into today's episode, I want to cast your ears over here to this promo for a few minutes and explain why you might be missing out if you're not using Adobe Express. You've heard of Adobe, right? The chaps that brought you Illustrator, InDesign, and who hasn't been asked, has this been Photoshopped? Adobe is a household name. But have you heard of Adobe Express? I hadn't until the back end of last year, and then, well, I did. Now, I'm not saying that in a few years' time people will be asking you, where were you when you discovered Adobe Express? But they may ask why you didn't start using it sooner. Using Adobe Express allows endless opportunities to scale up your creatives and improve your efficiency and productivity as well as anything I've seen or used. Creating and editing all your creative output with more customizable templates than a Rubik's Cube has variations. Well, all right, Maybe not 43 quadrillion, but you get the idea. And that is just your basics. The powerful AI function allows you to generate customizable images from text and tweak them once created, as well as adding, removing, or changing parts of all your photos. No more photo bombing or misplaced Starbucks cups to dethrone you. Get it? If you don't want to miss out on any of this, use one of the links in the show notes that will take you to a free trial of Adobe Express. Or why not supersize it and trial the complete Adobe Creative Cloud package, which includes Adobe Express, as you'd imagine. Oh yeah, bonus point. If you're already a Creative Cloud user, Adobe Express is right there waiting for you. Now let's do it.
1: You don't need to invest like in crazy expensive hardware to be able to help them.
0: Welcome to Construction Disrupted, the ultimate podcast for the construction industry, exploring the limitless possibilities at the dynamic intersection of construction and technology. Wow, that's a mouthful. Delve into the latest topics, news, events, expert insights, and marketing that are shaping the industry right now and in the future. We'll hopefully sprinkle a little bit of humour in there for you as well. I'm your guide, Peter Sumpton, and I run a construction technology marketing agency, Build Different. If you're ready to embrace disruption and unlock the potential of the construction industry, keep on listening and be part of the conversation that's reshaping the future of construction. If you're not, uh, I really wouldn't bother. It's, it's probably not going to be that interesting for you. Whether you're a construction technology professional, or just part of the construction industry in general, this podcast is your go-to resource for staying informed, inspired, and of course connected. Speaking of connected, the best way you can help to support this podcast is by sharing it far and wide and leaving us a five star review wherever you download your podcasts. Right then, let's go and build different and get disruptive. It's easy to get carried away with tech. On paper, it always sounds like a great idea, but to put it into practice, within construction at least, can be challenging. Too much tech is like a Chinese buffet. Stick with me on this one. It looks great, you know it's gonna work for you, but once you're in it, it can become uncomfortable very quickly. And the worst thing you can do is keep on going. Well, probably the worst thing you can do is miss out on the crispy duck, but that's that's not really for this podcast, is it? No. Some tech is just too complex, in-depth, hard to implement fast enough to see a real return for many organizations within construction. In 2014, MBS published an article that listed some of these, at the time, new technologies. These new technologies consisted of predictive and collaborative design through BIM, smart buildings using Internet of Things, biotechnology and nanotechnology, and new building materials, 3D printing for building elements and systems. Nearly a decade later, and we're not as advanced as we thought we were, Or thought we might be. It's the same old, same old, really. Tech takes time to seep through into the masses and become commonplace. But this can give organizations a competitive advantage by choosing the right tech, the right solution, and making sure it's integrated successfully prior to it becoming a prerequisite for most. And this is where I feel we are with some technology today. If we break this down into a direct comparison, VR is currently a step too far. That's virtual reality. Whereas AR, augmented reality, is easier to integrate as the hardware and software is more accessible to more people. But does it offer enough benefits to make it a technology that the construction industry should embrace? I'm chatting with Gamma Technologies co-founders, CEO jaina dolas and CTO Jayanne Jevenison. I'm so sorry about the pronunciations. Jaina is an architect, digital transformation expert, and visionary, who is currently overseeing the development of their flagship product, Gamma AR. He has a background in architecture, digitalization, BIM, research, development projects, and strategic consulting on digital transformation in manufacturing and design. With a specific emphasis on automation, Jain obtained a diploma in natural sciences and mathematics, and a degree and a master's in computer science and has been working in the tech industry for six years now, beginning this career as a software developer and student assistant at Formitas AG, a developer of BIM tools, critical for the construction industry. Currently, his experience helps to bring Gamma AR to life through their easy-to-use app. Chaps, welcome to Construction Disrupted.
1: Thanks for the invitation and also very happy and delighted to be part of your podcast. Um, like happy to share some insights about what we are doing and I think uh, having great discussions.
0: Yes absolutely. I'm really looking forward to this. It'll be it'll be really, really good. In doing some some research for this podcast, one thing that, that surprised me was the actual AR market in in total is worth between something like $9 billion and $150 billion. Um, when you narrow that down to construction, obviously there's a huge uh, opportunity for AR to be um, really, really pivotal technology within construction. But what I'd, I'd like to start with understanding is augmented reality a, a true reality for construction big question to start I know but Mm -hmm. it's massively important
1: actually actually it's 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 pretty pretty well to answer if you think about how currently construction is is basically uh, provided with information just simply that it is Mm -hmm. very very classical still meaning it's 2d plans its spreadsheets and this is then brought to the site Mm -hmm. what what this leads to at the end is um, many, many times, like miscommunication, it's not easy to understand those, especially if you have like complex situations, especially with like MEP and so on. So people make mistakes, and you can understand that too. There's a massive, like massive pressure on, on the people on site, they have to deliver all the time, they don't have a lot of time. So um, they will make mistakes. And uh, it's kind of inevitable. Plus, there's changes on sites every day. You, you know, so there, um, be- because of that stuff, um, it is. I think one of the great opportunities of augmented reality to be able to provide information in a more intuitive and humanly understandable way. It's it's clear. It's direct. So yeah, so that that helps with that.
2: Like he said, augmented reality is very intuitive. So combined with the 3D BIM models that we have um, actually, which are normally used by architects and engineers, like augmented reality can uh, can overlay and make it easy to understand the intentions of what has to be built. Hmm. So before even so before the construction is even started, You can already visualize and you don't have to imagine the 2d plan being there but you actually have the objects the actual objects how they're going to look like in the future on uh, overlaid onto the site and um this also allows a lot of errors to be foreseen before you even start building and also um allows people to discuss on site live on site with their tablet uh, together about how it should be constructed and what kind of
1: problems may arise and stuff like and um, you were mentioning <laughs> the, the market size that's super mm-hmm, super yeah. interesting because obviously we we analyzed this these topics too um, what was definitely great to um, to realize was that the pain point just like of rework alone is worldwide at, at 720 billion is it's it's a massive, <laughs> it's a massive waste and and this is something uh, that we we all we all can at the end basically tackle and this comes not only um, like j- at the end with just cost savings like the the potential that is wasted is one part then the let's say carbon footprint of construction let's put it this way it's not the best anyways <laughs> so so uh, so so we can definitely i would say work on that
2: it's not only um, during or before construction, it's also after. Mm-hmm. So when the bu- once the building is finished, then there's an entirely new market again mm-hmm. for facility management mm-hmm. and construction. is not only buildings, it's also roads and ships, for example. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty huge. Uh, there, was,
0: there was a really good comparison. Um, made and it might sound very familiar uh, in, in how we navigate around a city and using a street map mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> and not using say a phone or something or gps or something like that yeah and and it, it's a little crazy how when we look at the valuation of construction and buildings we always look for the the the, the valuation and how much things have cost um, as opposed to the wastage and how much it could have cost uh, and adding that on top. You know, I, I know there's usually uh, a, a, you, you start with a figure and then usually in the UK, you can double that figure. And that's going to be the figure that's going to be the building cost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because if we take in, in into consideration wastage and all that kind of things, I bet mm-hmm. it's even
1: higher. Like, there are some statistics about this. Uh, there's been, there have been a, for example, a, a study uh, done by FMI mm. which um, which actually shows that only 50% of all, let's say, issues on site are actually reported currently. Um, which makes sense because, because mm. like there's there's so, so many mistakes, nobody cares about the small stuff that will never like, but the amount of small stuff is still like very, very high. It's just, uh, you, it, you, you see that um, there is, let's put it this way, a lot of uh, improvement, and I think in, with increased efficiency, we will also achieve mm-hmm. at the end for industry uh, different things, meaning also like better competitiveness. <laughs> like this, this <laughs> the, the, like the, this, this industry has been, I would say, plagued with like um, very low revenues at the end. Profitability is very, 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 mm-hmm. very low yep. in terms of that. Uh, just in terms, like if if you talk about i don't know how is it in the uk but for example germany you have like net profitability of like three percent in the construction industry so it's not very high
0: mm-hmm. it is low uh, <clears throat> so profitability c- c- can be a, a key issue margins are really low and anything that we can use uh, from a technology point of view to, to help facilitate that and improve on that is is a, a, a positive thing so one thing that I'd quite like to understand is um, mm-hmm. why why focus on AR when there's there's so much other tech out there?
1: Why why did you go down the AR route? So why did we go down the, <laughs> the AR road? Um, basically, it's one of the first encounters with information on site that we can help to manage. The, currently, if you think about where BIM is, uh, where we do see stuff happen is happening in the design phases, a lot of tech already, and there is already a lot of efficiencies that are already at the end brought up from the from the button, uh, basically to, to deal with that there's great software outside uh, in the market to help designers, let's say, manage their projects with BIM, BDC, and so on. But as you go to the construction site, all those goes away. So you you mm-hmm. you have you have kind of uh, let's say I would say probably like ninety-five percent of all construction sites still still run on on pen and paper, and maybe maybe just a, a few percentages are like still like digital. So there's a huge market there. Plus, you have to always think, um, like just just mentioning that um, as somebody that is from from the field that that experienced uh, at the end on sites all the let's say different kind of situations that arise and all the let's say many many mistakes that could have been prevented if it would have been just like easily shown to the people on site to the workers on site mm. that's something that it's, it's just very clear it helps yeah and it's actually the
2: only tech that allows you to in the yeah, end today mm-hmm. actually visualize the the building before on site mm. there's no other tech that can do that. I mean, you could use Mm -hmm. uh, VR in the office, but then you're in the office, or you could use scanning applications, but that's only when you already built something. So to preview stuff really on site uh, at the time of building or even before. So that's, that's only possible with AR.
1: It's, it's basically taking the imagination away in terms of what should have been built and makes it clear. So um, I think, it, as, especially dealing with, um, let's say, the the all the let's say information that is available currently through the BIM models, is is a is a great uh, let's say problem if you have to derive two D plans out of that. So you have to mm-hmm. derive two D plans. You will not have all the information there. So by basically not breaking this information flow and just going directly with the BIM model to the site, it facilitates the communication massively.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So anything that facilitates that that flow of information a lot easier is is, is massively important. Um, one one thing that I'd quite like to understand is is that uh, apparently less than twenty percent of project managers use apps to access project data and collaborate on on site. Um, how do we how do we break that barrier? How do we get more people using obviously AR, but technology in general to make that flow of information easier
1: so from from all the things that i've see, i'm seeing currently is it's happening kind of automatically because there is some competition Mm -hmm. between all the companies so Mm -hmm. the the ones that are more efficient at the end like get more customers uh, perform better so Mm -hmm. that's one part but um, one of the great important things is i think Education is super important. So we need to, as an industry, we need to invest massively on educating our people what is possible and what can be achieved uh, with, let's say, different technologies. Again, it's not about AR, but it helps.
2: Mm -hmm. But there's also a generational change Mm -hmm. which is automatically Mm -hmm. happening. So you've got construction managers. There's a lot of construction managers. They are in their 50s, almost sixty and they're not used they're not from this uh native digitals that uh, that can't live without a smartphone and this shift yeah. will come at some point uh, we already see it so there are more and more uh, young people on construction sites that uh that say yeah ar that's awesome and and using the phone i have a phone anyways in my pocket so why not use it efficiently yeah. instead of Printing out paper plans and, <laughs> like yeah, you said, and, and navigating through the city with a map. <laughs> can, can you
0: can you imagine a huge map navigating around a city? Um, just just cra- craziness. Uh, it, it's <laughs> interesting that you, you you pick up on that that transformation because yeah, it's the next generation that will will demand that technology, won't they? That they'll, they'll want it, and I can I can see that actually happening. So, uh, my 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 son you know he's 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 really young but he he can he can navigate a phone as good as anyone um and you know if and he loves building as well he loves construction and things like that so if i if he wanted to go down that route and i told him no no you can't use any of that technology he'd find it crazy you know so that will be a, an interesting change as as people mm-hmm. come through and, and
1: and demand it as well that'll be really <clears throat> cool i i think what is important with this generational change is uh, also the people that come currently like out of the universities out of the colleges they they already experienced during their educational period all the BIM stuff already so they 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 learned how to model they learned about uh, about this and so they have already this experience and uh, i think that mm-hmm. that greatly enhances their chances of 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 um, let's say implementing technologies on their sites.
0: Yeah, yeah, d- definitely. So so speaking of of the technology, because this is the bit where mm-hmm. it can it can get slightly lost with the hardware and the software. Uh one thing that I was reading was that uh and, and let me I'll read this as it was it was on on, on the website. I can't remember which site I, I read it on, but it said by the end of the decade, enterprise AR will account for 65% of global mm-hmm. AR revenue. Uh, As enterprise AR headsets dominate the market, construction businesses will adopt AR in the coming years. But the high cost of headsets and smart glasses Mm -hmm. will be a barrier to widespread adoption in the short term, which makes sense, particularly in the UK market with a lot of smaller SMEs not seeing the value in investing in technology. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the likes of Gamma AR,
2: how are we getting around that? that's very easy we actually uh, that's why we actually focus on tablets and phones because everyone has them and yeah. um the headsets are still in a in a phase where they're too expensive um mm. they are not precise enough to use uh, on site because sm- even small deviations between model and, and uh, reality can lead to motion sickness or even dangers on construction sites you have to have certain certifications to even use them on your helmet oh wow. and um, yeah that's why we are doing phones and tablets first <laughs> <laughs> <So>
0: just... <laughs> so, yeah absolutely say I wanted to start using your technology on a site mm-hmm. what what do I
2: what do I have to do? so we we recommend always newer phones because they have more performance and uh, better cameras Uh, our solution works on uh, ios and android so we pretty much cover most of uh, people's phones but at the end it depends on what you want to do Uh, if you want a lot of precision then of course we recommend device uh from from apple that have lidar sensors because they're much better in tracking and uh with this you would have actually enough performance and precision to do your work Mm -hmm. but then of course there's another level of precision which we cannot reach with tablets and phones yet and uh, yeah
1: but it's also important is how you at the end uh set up your processes on sites so the thing with with augmented reality on phones and tablets is current hardware like even what i have now in my pocket this this is iphone <laughs> so they have all this these lighter devices that that giant mentioned and uh, this makes tracking actually like already far superior to the ones without this lidar uh, sensors um, the important part is how you place the model on site and what we did is actually pretty cool because currently you don't need to, for us at least, place anything on site. You don't need to prepare your site. You just need to take your model and you basically um, just align one edge in the model to one edge in the in in, in the uh, reality and construction site. And you can choose whatever it is. So it's, it's your decision where you want to start. And this makes it... Um, yeah, kind of greatly easy to to get things moving uh, in terms of how to get started. What we have seen also that's I think some important uh, things that we learned in the process. Mm-hmm. When when we started, we were also trying out like QR codes and all this. Good for presentation. That, that doesn't it doesn't work for on marketing? Sites. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really work on sites because the the problem is you need to you, you need to prepare. Nobody has time. That's like what we are mm-hmm. seeing all over the place. Um, we we can't put more, let's say, um, more tasks on the construction measures that are already full of them. Mm. So like so we need we need we need to do stuff from outside from a technology perspective to let them, let's say, be able to use whatever they have just readily at hand, which is smartphones, tablets, the BIM models and just go to the site that's it so that's the thing
2: yeah that's in terms of tracking and then there's also the models that can be very very huge Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and uh, we've also developed a a system that allows you to uh to load the the biggest models we we managed to load a 45 gigabyte model uh on a Mm -hmm. phone and on a tablet so uh, that's also very important uh, thing to see because uh, phones have, of course, limited um, uh, capabilities. What we've done
0: there, we've spoken a lot about on-site and, and the usage and, and how simple mm-hmm. it is to, to use it on-site. Are there any benefits off-site then of, of using this technology?
1: Yeah, of course. So... The, I thought there might uh... be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, it depends on, on what we're talking about. If you're talking about like the processes, yes, for sure. Let's say you want to make a change. Uh, because there is some there's been some, let's say, uh, stuff messed up on site, something has been not executed as planned, which happens all the time. It's important that you are able to pinpoint to the to the current problem. So the designers can make the changes actually easily. And I can mm-hmm. say from experience, uh, because like, uh, long time ago <laughs> i used to work as an architect <laughs> as well so so uh, so in, in that period uh, being a being a planner a designer uh, you get calls from the from from the site managers and they tell you hey like we need to make changes here and there and you are struggling every time was like on the phone just try to understand what he tries to say where the problem is then they and they're stressed so so that's that's that, that creates a problem with 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 augmented reality you already have the model on site, so you're able to pinpoint exactly where to the situation that, um, let's say, has occurred, just through mm-hmm. the through that, just create your issue and you send it to the to designer, and it has the it has at the end like the um, the information directly on the object. It's super clear. It's unambiguous. So that makes it pretty, uh, let's say, fast in communication between the site and the office. Um, there is also other things that you can do, obviously, if you want to just use it to communicate things better to, let's say, to laymen who don't understand, um, let's say, plants very well as well, then you can mm-hmm. use augmented reality is because it's pretty intuitive. Mm-hmm
0: yeah and that's that's one of the key things, isn't it? even even though we were talking about a new generation coming through and and there being an older generation that, that don't use this technology so so widespread, th- there is the opportunity for somebody that understands it to say to somebody, no, just just look at this screen and this is what this is the change. You don't have to necessarily know the tech as long as one person can use it, they can show somebody else those changes which then can be implemented, right?
1: -hmm and there, I have an example that uh like it happens sometimes that I go to the sites and we were talking about the generation change which is actually like a funny example in this specific one um sometimes what happens is there are younger let's say superintendent site managers and uh, they are super easy with the tech they are just like okay mm-hmm. that's a digital natives they they, they are fine so uh, sometimes what happens is that Um, like an older uh, superintendent or site manager will go to them and tell them, hey, can you just come with me and show me in Gamma how this stuff works like in here so they can just directly understand what has to to be done. Um, This kind of things happen as well. I think it's just at the beginning during the adoption phase, obviously, because people have to understand at one point how tech, tech works and it's not complicated at all. I think that's like something that we are kind of very, very proud of. That we we just made it super, that is simple to to, mm-hmm. to use uh, at the end. Augmented reality for construction.
0: I've seen your technology in 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 action at, at Digital Construction Week. Um, Jan mm-hmm. was kind enough to 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 sh- to literally show me around the stand um, <laughs> using <laughs> using yeah. it, and and like you say, it is it is super simple. And it was it was literally just on an iPad. And this is the stand and this is what you can see. And it was yeah, it was, it was really exciting to see how easy that that was. Uh, the final thing that I just want to touch upon mm-hmm. is um the longer term benefits and almost going behind the technology. Uh, so moving into the future, can you see augmented reality being integrated into other systems how could that be integrated into things like um, potentially robotics or 3D printing could that be integrated into things that would make other areas of construction more efficient
1: if you want to have like I think for the next let's say 50 years there's going to be not a robot uprising and I think in uh, as as long as robots are developing in this in this way um, there's going to be at one point, hopefully a corporation in terms of, let's say, how do you, how do you manage the sites? And since it's not like a production line, like in a, in a car, car facility, in a car manufacturing facility, you need to be able to, um, let's say, manage, let's say the robots as well. Let's in, in that, in that way, let's say, if you want to transport one object to another place, just. Pinpoint. Okay, I would like to build this in in augmented reality and let it go there. Currently, I would say the integrations that we are um, that we are currently at least today thinking of is obviously between these different software landscapes, and that's something that we are doing all the time. Which is, uh, for example, um, collaborating with Autodesk, and uh, at the end, all the data that we share, if the users want to share like access it through Autodesk ecosystem, they can just get it. So they can access their models from Autodesk, send their issues back. The same with Procore or BimCollab and so on. And this is something that is for today, like this. So it's more at the end still project management and these integrations that terms um, for the future in terms of uh, let's say uh, all the all the all the to use all the buzzwords. <laughs> just not be accepted. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go for it. For, go for. I will go for that. Uh, what What you can always do is uh, let's say. Set up everything in terms of automation regarding um, reg- regarding the processes. That's 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 yeah. I would say the next level in the next let's say five years until, let's say um, we get more like humanoid robotics and maybe fifty years. I'm sure <laughs> depends on how AI works in that in that time. Um, yeah. But talking about AI, for example, that's going to be an interesting case for us as well because obviously okay. our clients. They collect for themselves all the data and why not allowing them to uh, to automatically classify the information since for example you have issue data directly from the like connect to the BIM models classified structured well coming through gamma in, into our, our our database why not allowing our um, let's say uh, our customers to use the data at the end to say hey why not automatically classify them just on the go if you are on site so you can just directly create issues without definitely having someone super skilled to understand everything on site we we have a current situation with with labor shortages on on the construction market we we, we know that we all there's there's not enough people there's also not many people getting in as well so we need to do definitely with less people more and that's something that's it's definitely for uh, at for let's say the next ten years. Regarding um, let's say regarding three uh, D printing and so on in construction, as you know, there is like a lot of um, let's say research going on, especially with, with concrete printing and uh, or or sintering for um, for metals for, for for that stuff. Augmented reality is not, not is not necessary, but what it can help is to combine data at the end, to bring stuff together, to explain better. Every time where where humans are involved, our reality makes definitely a big sense.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, there's so so many other benefits. And like you're saying, with AI and other technology that's that's pulling through, uh, if everything starts to become more integrated, then that skill shortage becomes less and less of an issue. And, and that's one mm. thing I don't think people are talk, talking about, is that we have this skill shortage. And, and what you usually hear, particularly in the UK, is that we mm. have a skill shortage. So we need X amount of people to cover that skill shortage. Nobody's mm. actually mentioning the technology that could potentially reduce that number that's required, mm. um, which is an interesting way. To look at it
1: as an example um i think we have to really in terms of our societies think about this and it always it always makes a big change uh if if you think about how agriculture like how Mm. how uh, much percent of the population used to work on farms and now it's like one percent or so like nothing and uh that's that's something that i think will happen always by providing at the end, technology that really helps to uh, deal with that. And it's good, actually, we are because this, this, these things at the end, um, help to focus on what really matters. So get building better, building higher quality buildings, building faster, um, as like, even if it's not in everywhere, uh, the same in terms of, let's say, population growth, but worldwide Mm -hmm. populations are growing, like massively. There is a lot, lot of urbanization happening all over the world, especially like in the developing countries. And what, uh, what is great thing also with Gamma about this is you don't need to invest like in crazy expensive hardware to be able to help them. So they can use Gamma everywhere just with what they have and uh making at the end uh yeah the quality of let's say buildings at least in that part better that's what we can do and what we're doing
0: fantastic so final final thing from me then focusing let's let's focus on on gamma ar specifically what's the next what's the next steps what's the next stages for for gamma ar
2: definitely more integrations because we don't want to uh, disrupt existing processes on site because people are already using all kinds of software and it's already there since a few years uh, so you cannot just go there and replace something so our goal is to have as many integrations as possible that people can actually use gamma uh, and integrate it into their existing processes and then of course there's a lot of improvement that we're going to do uh, speaking of tracking uh, of course this will continue to get improved so um people on site just have the best experience possible and don't have to prepare or take care of anything it should of course be easier than a paper plan <laughs> and a paper <laughs> plan you can still just take out of your pocket and it's less work than I mean still Uh, opening the app and looking where you are and positioning yourself and uh, um, uh, dealing with drift or hardware or anything like this?
1: So definitely in the next couple of years, I would say our um, biggest topics are making it more accessible for more and more, let's say population. Mm. Um, And uh, that comes with usability improvements At Mm. the same time, that comes with, as Giant said, all the like definitely more file types, more integrations into systems. In this way, we are able to let's say ever expand, let's say the the possibility to use AR on sites, and um, and in the long term, uh, of course,
2: new markets. Like I said uh, at the beginning, so there are many markets where AR can be useful, and there's many markets. Inside of this building markets, uh, like like facility management, there is uh, shipbuilding, um, there is uh, infrastructure, and all of this. So um, they they are they're very similar, but they are they're different enough so that we have to do some development to uh, go
0: into these. Chaps, thank you so so much for your time. Um, I think the technology is great. I think it's great what you've done. Uh, And it'll be really interesting to see where you, you take it in the future. So thank you so much once again for your time.
1: Thank you too, Peter. Thanks a lot. And
0: yeah, I'll see you then next time. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day and giving this a listen. If you want to chat further about anything you've heard on today's episode, have a topic or technology you'd like me to cover, or simply want to say, hiya, you'll find me on LinkedIn, or through the emails peter at builddifferent.marketing Stay disruptive.